What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Final Pick Podcast. I am your host, Zachary, and I'm here as always with my co-host inside of me. What's up, guys? It's Ben. And we are going to be going over our rankings for the top 25 wide receivers in fantasy football in a PPR format this season. Now, we already went over quarterbacks, tight ends, and running backs. You guys have not already listened to those episodes. Make sure you guys go ahead and check it out. But today... Wide receivers, this last we're going over. We're not going over Kirk's defense. I, it, It's not worth it. I, we, We're not doing that. But fantasy football and football in general is right around the corner. We got some more preseason football. Actually, uh, we had preseason football last night. We have some more this weekend. One more week, and then it's really time for the drafts. And without further ado, I say let's jump right into it. We've gone from one to the bottom every single time, so no reason to go any different today. Yes, sir. And we both had the same first guy for every single um, one so far. We both had Josh Allen, one for QBs, both had Kelsey, one for tight ends. And we I didn't have Tom. Kelsey. You didn't? I had Andrews. Did you? I thought we both had the same number one. Well, we, had, we both had Jonathan Taylor number one, I believe, also for running backs. But, but this is one that's gotten a lot of debate. One that I'm a little surprised about in a sense because one guy was so good last year, I will say. He's not my number one. My number one this year is Justin Jefferson for fantasy football wide receivers. Um, it does have a bit to do that Cooper Cup is just bound to regress. Last year was a historic season, amazing season. And it's going to be nearly impossible to him to even come close to replicating that. But I'm going to just talk about Justin Jefferson right now before I talk about Cooper Cup. He is my number one. Justin Jefferson has a new head coach who was the Rams offense corner last year. And I think that Vikings offense has a lot of talent. Kirk Cousins, he's not an amazing QB, but he's a solid QB. He's he's going to be good enough to win you games. The Vikings are going to be a good team. And I really think that Justin Jefferson is just going to be in a role that's going to allow him to get a lot of receptions, a lot of yards, and a lot of touchdowns. And he, he might end up being the best receiver in the NFL after this year, just in real life. This guy is absolutely a stud. Yeah, uh, I have number one, Justin Jefferson as well. Um, Mains, uh, we'll get to Cooper Cup a little later, uh, right, why he is not number one. He usually is unanimously, especially after what he did last year. Uh, I have Je- Justin Jefferson at number one uh, because he's in a pass-heavy offense with a top 15 quarterback uh, that slings the ball a lot. And they're now adding, instead of a defensive-minded, or let me quotation mark, defensive-minded uh, head coach and Zimmer, they have O'Connell now from the Rams, who is the offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl winning team. Uh, I just think that all that all pushes towards helping Justin Jefferson and making him the uh, uh, no undoubtedly number one receiver in fantasy this year. Yeah, I mean, it just really, in my opinion, it, there's no wrong answer with these top two guys. If I'm completely honest, Justin Jefferson and my number two Cooper Cup, they're probably the third and fourth best players in fantasy behind Jonathan Taylor and. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'm not saying I would like. I, I'm just not someone who I think could take wide receiver that early. But if either. we're just going player rankings, I'd probably put Jefferson three and my number two wide receiver Cooper Cup at number four, just in overall player rankings. That Cooper Cup. The crazy thing is, if Cooper Cup, let's just say hypothetically he has, I mean, I, I don't remember his exact stats last year, but let's say he's had like 15 less receptions, 300 less yards, and five mm-hmm. less touchdowns. That's a pretty big drop off when you just look at those stats, but. 
he he'd still probably I think was would have been number one in fantasy football last year out of receivers. Like his season was absolutely ridiculous. Even a slight drop off is still a ridiculous season. But I mean, he he is going to regress. It's just what it's what it is. He's going to regress. It's almost impossible for him to match that production. And with the OC now gone, obviously Sean McVay is one of the best, if not the best, offensive mind in the NFL. But it's going to matter a little bit. I do expect to be a bit more run heavy this year now that Cam Akers is healthy. And also, Stafford's elbow. I mean, people might kind of want to look over it, but it could be a potential issue for the team. Might force them to go more run heavy than they might like to, and also could just affect the throws that Matthew Stafford makes, and it's going to make Cooper Cup's job not as easy as it was last year. Um, and I, I really am a little bit worried about that elbow. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about Cooper Cup at two. I don't have Cooper Cup at two. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Um, I have Devontae Adams, uh, receiver for the Raiders now. Um, I just, I, I love him this year. He's joining his college teammate, uh, Derek Carr, who force fed him. Of course, it's different in college. Uh, but now he's a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. He's joining, uh, he's joining him. There's chemistry there. Uh, he's the best route runner in football, arguably all time. One of the best route runners. He is going to be getting force-fed the ball out there, uh, and he's also joining an offensive-minded head coach in McDaniel's. Uh, I, I, I would not be surprised if Adams finished wide receiver one this year. I know he doesn't have a rod, and that's everybody's uh, stun on him. Derek Carr is going to be fine with him. Derek Carr is going to force-feed Devontae Adams the ball. They're best friends. It's going to happen. So I would not be, I would not be surprised if Devontae Adams is, uh, it ends up being wide receiver one this year in fantasy. Uh, but getting to consider we're already on it. Cooper Cup is my number three. And it's not ha- it doesn't have anything to do with his talent or his uh his his fantasy value it has nothing to do with that. Stafford scares me, like you said. I'm scared of the elbow thing. Uh and I also think Cooper Cup is going out there this season with a huge target on his back. Uh he was going into last year at, basically as a wide receiver too. He wasn't even considered undoubtedly wide receiver one on that team starting the year. Robert Woods was there. Um, but I think I think he's going out there with a target on his back. He He's a triple crown winner. He's a Super Bowl MVP now. I, I just think that with, with that on his back, with Stafford's injury, with Allen Robinson joining, who I think is way better than Robert Woods skill-wise, I, I, I would not be surprised if Cooper Cup finishes outside the top two. He's still going to be a top fantasy wide receiver, and he's a safe pick. But I have Devontae Adams ahead of him, and I have Cooper Cup at three. Um, my number three uh, for me is Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, Chase had an amazing rookie season last year. Uh, absolutely ridiculous, and I just think he's going to build off it. I, I, If you hear me the past couple of episodes, I keep saying I think the Bengals found something last late in last season. They're going to be a bit more pass-heavy than they were last year. And more pass-heavy means – a lot more pass attempts, more pass attempts, more targets for Jamar Chase. I think that he's going to have another great season. And also, I mean, last year he was top five for sure, I'm pretty sure, in fantasy. I think that he's going to have a very similar stat line, if not maybe a little bit better than last year. I just overall expect a huge season. Young wide receivers are typically the way to go in fantasy. And I'm, I'm personally very excited for Jamar Chase. He definitely could easily finish the number one receiver in fantasy this year, if everything goes right. No, yeah, he could 100%. And and like you said, they, they started clicking. And if, if that's the full season that they're getting, stuff, Jamar Chase is going to be crazy. Uh, you want me just to get in my number four? Uh, yeah, you can go for it. 
All right, well, Stephon Diggs over Jamar Chase. Uh, I'll get into Jamar Chase in a little bit. It's nothing big. He's going to be a stud. We all know this. Uh, I just see these top five wide receivers as if you rank them any type of way, I, I, I wouldn't care. Like, it's all based off opinion. They okay, all, all top five, it, it's consensus top five receivers are going to finish differently. Uh, I have Stephon Diggs because he's the main target for one of the most explosive offenses in the league. And the rise of Knox and Davis towards the end of the season last year, I think, could help him. I think the focus from the defenses is not going to be straight stopping Stephon Diggs. Dawson Knox is now a big threat. And Gabriel Davis completely blew up. We don't even need to talk about that. We already know about that. Completely blew up at the end of the season. I think Stephon Diggs, It's I'm sick of saying it, could be wide receiver one. I just think anybody that has the potential um, – and I just, I just like, I think I like Josh Allen more than Joe Burrow on a uh, fantasy side. So that's why I have Stephon Diggs over Jamar Chase. Yeah. So my number four is Stephon Diggs as well. Okay. Uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, last year, he had roughly the same amount of targets in a 17 game span as he did in 16 game span the year before. Mm-hmm. He had more touchdowns, but he had like 300 less yards and 24 less receptions. Some of it might was on Diggs. But a lot of it was also Josh Allen did kind of take a step back last year compared to the year before. But as we saw late in the season, Josh Allen, especially in that playoff run, he he looked pretty damn good. Obviously, we need a bit more consistent Josh Allen this year for yeah. Stephon Diggs to truly reach this wide receiver four ranking. But yeah. if we can get the 2020 uh, Josh Allen, Stephon, I mean, like I said, Stephon Diggs is going to be in contention for wide receiver one. We know his talent. We know his skill. Uh, just get him the ball, and he's going to produce. He's a good red zone threat. He he's an amazing route runner. Like he, there's nothing this guy can't do. And I mean, like like you said, I mean, Josh Allen's one of the best QBs. It's going to be a high scoring offense. And I I, I want the Napoleon receiver for a high scoring offense. It's that simple. Bing, bingo bango. Uh, I'm just going to get into number five since the player you talked about, Jamar Chase. Um, I wrote down for him. I, I said. He could most likely, he he could and most likely will finish as a top three receiver in fantasy this year. I'm just scared of how many weapons are around him. Uh, meaning T. Higgins, who is also a top fifteen wide receiver in fantasy, uh, consensusly uh, one of the better, better slots in the league, in Tyler Boyd, and uh, uh, not to mention a top six running back in Joe Mixon. Um, he's obviously the number one there. There's no doubt about it. It's just he, that everybody that's going against the Bengals knows that. And I, I feel like if Joe Burrow doesn't want to go to Jamar Chase again, he doesn't have to. Uh, that being said, he's still top five. He's most likely going to finish top three. But I just like the four guys I had in front of him, I like him a lot more than Jamar Chase. That's just me. Besides the top six running back part, you could replace that name, Jamar Chase, with your explanation for my number five, Devontae Adams. There's a lot of mouths to feed. And the point of the matter is, I mean, their car isn't as good as Joe Burrow, so that's, that's one reason I have uh, Joe Burrow higher. Because he, I trust QB more, but I mean, but also, I mean, Devontae Adams, he's great. I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. But, I mean, he is going for a downgrade where he was getting force-fed a lot in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have to need to force-feed him like he was in Green Bay the past couple of years because they have Hunter Renfro, one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. They have Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends and receiving tight ends in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you got those two guys there that you're going to have to take into account, especially two guys that, yes, uh, Derek Carr has played with, Dante Adams in college, but he's got recent history with these two guys. And Josh McDaniels is a guy who does like running the ball a lot. He likes to hand the ball off a lot. 
and kind of control the pace of the game. Let's see how much they run the ball. They don't have the best running backs, but he's never had the best running backs. The New England was still like that. So I don't know if he's going to have the targets that I think the four guys above him is going to have. So that's one of the reasons why I've ranked as like at five. I want to say that's low at five. I think he's going to have a lot less attempts than the other guys. But I mean, best receiver in the NFL. He's going to produce at the end of the day. Yeah, and I, I feel like, I just don't feel like you pay somebody twenty million. You know what I mean? I get it. You're right. McDaniel's is a a, a run heavy guy, uh, p- slow paced game. They got Samir White. They got Kenyon Drake. They have Josh Jacobs. A lot of valuable options there. Um, I just I, I just feel like I have a weird feeling he's just going to get fucking force fed if he stays healthy. Uh, he's just going to get. I, I know they have a lot of weapons, and I completely get that stance because I I just made it with the Bengals, um, but I feel like he's going to. He's, he's, he's going to do more than people expect. So you, basically, your top five, you went consensus, basically. Yeah, and I, I just can't see me force fed. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and I'll, I'll say this out now. Like, I don't have Hunter Renfro in my top 25. I don't think that's a shocker, really. But I wouldn't be surprised if his targets are close to Devontae Adams because, I mean, Renfro, I think, will – I mean, he got force fed last year. Um, maybe I should have him close, Johnny. You're not thinking of it. I'm trying to talk myself into this. But um, I think his target's going to be a lot closer to um, Devontae Adams than people probably think. All right, let me hear your number six. Uh, my number six is Mike Evans. Mike Evans is in a Tampa wow. Bay offense with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, one of the best QBs in the NFL. Mike Evans, number one receiver. Doesn't look like Chris Godwin is going to play to begin the season. So, I mean, that. So that's going to be, I honestly think, good news because he has another receiver to take some of the load off. There's no Antonio Brown anymore. There's no Rob Gronkowski. So that's more targets go to Mike Evans. And Mike Evans is just the king of consistency. I think, like, every, I think I, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that I was reading something the other day. He's like been a top 10, maybe like top eight receiver, like almost every year that he's played in fantasy. He's like just consistent. He is consistent, yeah. Now, I don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. Could have been thinking about someone else. But, I mean, it makes sense. Mike Evans is always consistent. He's a red zone threat. He always gets 1,000-plus yards. He's And also, he's got one of the best QBs in the NFL. He's the number one option over there. I just think he's going to be in for a big fantasy season. All right. Well, I'll get to, I'll get into my number six. It is not the same. Uh, obviously, we, we know that we're not as high on Mike Evans. Uh, we're not alike on that. I, I still love Mike Evans. I just uh, I, it always seems like every time I look at what he's doing in fantasy, and I know this isn't accurate. It's just every time my, per, my me personally, I see him with one target, one touchdown. <laughs> he's just the red zone threat. But we'll, I'll get to Mike Evans a little bit. Uh, six, I have Debo Samuel. And this was a guy I was not high on starting the fantasy year. And the reason why I have him here is – wasn't high on him a few weeks ago, but after getting paid and saying he would play that dual running back slash receiver role again, I think his value make it's inevitable. Um, if you get a guy that could play, that's going to play snaps in the backfield, especially at the level he did last year. I'm not saying he's going to do it at the level he did last year, but it, it, it's it's a it's a pick that's just safe for me if he's going to be playing both positions. And the, the guy did not want to play in the, in San Francisco. Let's just be honest. They had – he was at the club. They had a, some guy paid for a service saying, uh, Debo, come back to San Francisco. And he plain out said he wouldn't come back. Like, the fact that the Niners still went out there and paid this man, the amount of money they paid him, they're going to be – they're going to be giving him the ball. The ball is going to be in his hands a lot. And I just feel like uh, at that value, it's too safe of a pick for me not to pass on at that, at that spot. That would be my six receiver taken in fantasy. All right, uh, do you want to go and start with your number seven? Yeah, my seven is a little bit of a shocker. So I think I talked to you about it. Uh, um, my number seven is Keenan Allen. 
for the Chargers. Uh, and the reasoning behind it, uh, I just have a, I, I have a, I have a weird instinct that this offense is going to be top three this year. I really do feel like any Chargers player on offense is just going to be out of this world. And if you look at Allen's stats, he's consistently dropping a thousand yards. I think he's going to have that this year as well. The, the lack of touchdowns is what always kind of hurts him a little bit, even though he's always ends up a top seven receiver in fantasy. He's going to, I have a feeling he's going to do the same production of yards last year, but add, add the four to five more touchdowns in that 10 to 11 range, which makes him a, a top three receiver. I really, I think Keenan Allen has a lot of upside this year. I think this offense is going to flourish. Um, and I, it's just a player that I have a feeling is going to have an amazing year. So it's based off instincts. It's just my mind. Uh, it's not based off anything else, nothing stat-wise. I just have a feeling that that Chargers offense is going to be electric, uh, no pun intended, and Keenan Allen is going to be a absolute fucking stud. Yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen's kind of somewhat of a camp consistency in a sense. Yep. Um, my number seven is CeeDee Lamb, and I'm just buying complete projection on that. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's not the number one. Well, it's a clear cut. No questions asked. Number one receiver in Dallas now. Uh, no more Mike Cooper there. Um, Michael Gallup is going to take a while to get back by about week four or five until he comes back to Washington is out for the year. But, I mean, he's going to get force-fed a lot of targets. Uh, they are a, uh, a very high-scoring offense, offense that led the league in total yards last year. So he's going to have a lot of opportunity. Also with a defense that's very, I guess I'll call opportunistic defense, you're either going to get scored on or you're going to get a turnover. There's really no in-betweens on that. So yeah. it's going to lead to a lot of offense possessions for the Cowboys every game. So I think CeeDee Lamb being the one receiver over there. And the, I mean, there's a theme, right? It's always, like all these guys are on high-scoring offenses because mm-hmm. you want your receiver to be in a chance to score, score the football because touchdowns are hard to predict, but wide receiver touchdowns are even hard to predict. So you just well, want the opportunity. Let me, let me say something with that, though. Uh it's kind of it's kind of a tricky, a, a tricky scenario there because the Bills, the Chargers, uh, the the Bengals—they're all high-powered offenses, right? Like you said, they're going to put up a lot of points every game. But if their defense is on that day, and they're blowing them out by twenty, they're not going to be throwing the ball. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the tricky part. But it, it does depend on the team. Like for example, you see Tampa Buccaneers, right? They'll be going mm-hmm. up like twenty-eight-seven early, but you still see Tom Brady throwing and throwing and throwing. And it's also a bit of a scheme thing, right? Like he's throwing like short pass, short pass, short passes. Yeah. Uh, until like the end of the third quarter, stuff like that. Like an offense like that, they keep going and going and going. Uh, some other offenses, they might like a Rams offense, for example. Uh, even though Cooper Cup was obviously great last year, they kind of go more um, time control as you as you get further into the game with the lead. At the same time, some of the time control is a quick little five yard route to Cooper Cup and let him create. But so it does depend a little bit on scheme like that. But um, like I said with CD, I mean, I think the defense, I mean, like I said, it's opportunistic, so it will lead to a lot of possessions. Yeah. So, I mean, CD, I, I think he'll I think he'll be a lot better than he was last year. Last year, he was surprisingly not as good as I remember in fantasy, but I think that he has a lot of potential this year. For sure he does. Uh, go ahead and get into your number eight since I started with the seven. Uh, number eight, I have Terry Kill, and I'm buying completely to, on town there. Terry Kill, he can turn a – one yard slant into a uh, 80 yard touchdown. Like this guy is electric. Uh, he's the best in the NFL to football on his hands. It's 
it's it's fun to watch Tyreek Hill. The main concern there is it's an offense that we haven't really seen the offense yet, but knowing Mike McDaniel's time in San Fran, it could be a bit more run heavy. And I don't know if Tyreek Hill, he obviously doesn't have Patrick Mahomes no more. I don't know if he's going to get uh, as many targets. Don't know if uh, he's going to get as good of attempts as he had in Kansas City. So it's going to be interesting to see. I personally, I mean, I personally hope that he's not used like Debo Samuel because I don't think his body can handle a workload like that. Um, because I think some people might look at, oh, it might be Debo Samuel where he's going to get all these jet sweeps and all that. I think that'd be bad for his body. So I think it's too small for that. But, I mean, just get this guy in space and let him work, let him run, and he's he's going to be a good fantasy guy. He's going to be. He's too good. Yeah, and I agree with you. I agree with you so much to the point that my number eight is Tyreek Hill as well. Um what I have written down for Tyreek Hill is he's with a quarterback that doesn't have the arm talent of Patrick Mahomes, obviously, uh, and has Waddle next to him, taking away some targets. But something that you got to make clear is Tyreek, like you said, is going to get the ball, whether it's whether it's on jet sweeps, whether it's in the backfield. I agree with you. He shouldn't be taking hits like Debo. He's not the size of him. But uh, he's going to get the ball in his hands, and that's all you could ask for in PPR leagues. Get the ball in your hands. Make the offense scheme around a player. When you're getting paid $30 million a year, the offense is going to be schemed around you, especially when the next highest paid player on that offense is an offensive lineman. It, 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 it's going to matter. Tyreek Hill is going to get the ball. The offense will evolve around him. It will start with him, and uh, it, it should be fun. It, it sucks because with, with the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill is what? Number three? Number four, maybe? It, it's, wait, wait, we say with the Chiefs? He's number two, number four, what? Wide receiver in fantasy. Um, I think he had a bit of down year last year, just say last year, but he, he would go in the top three or four in fantasy. Yeah. So that it sucks that it's that, but it, it it's unpredictable to see what's gonna happen with him fantasy wise, but he's going to have the ball in his hands. That's all we know. It, it's just a matter of how much. So that's why I have him that eight behind Keenan Allen. I think that's the perfect spot for him. That, that, that's the perfect uh, draft position for him. If there's seven receivers off the board, go ahead and grab yourself Tyreek. Uh, I'm going with number nine real quick. It's Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, okay. King's consistency. He's got Justin Herbert, a young star at QB, and he's the number one option there. Mike Williams is a great number two guy. Keenan Allen's going to be the guy who not only is number one option, but he's going to get the the big share of targets. Where Mike Williams, he might get more deep shots, not as many targets. Keenan Allen will get you 10 to 12 targets a game, which yeah. is going to like I said, leads to receptions, about eight catches a game or so. That's eight points right there at 60 yards. That's 14 points out of touchdown. You got a 20-point game. Beautiful for your receiver. So Keenan Allen is great guy uh, to have on your team. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, he's just a king consistency. Bingo. That's why I had him so high up, but I feel like he's going to break out touchdowns this year. Uh, I'll get my nine quickly done, too. I have C.D. Lamb, a guy you already talked about. Um, the offense is turning into his. With Cooper gone, Gallup's going to be injured for a little bit. Zeke's load is obviously getting tanked a little bit. Every time you hear a Cowboys press conference, even the GMs talking about the size of Zeke's contract, which is fucking ridiculous for uh, uh, for their own players. But he's going to get a lot of targets. There is no roof for him. That's the thing I wrote for him. There is no roof for him. Um, he's ranked to nine because I haven't seen much of him at that wide receiver one role. Um Obviously, with Amari Cooper there, that's what it was. 
uh, he was injured a lot, but he wasn't there in the wide receiver one role. He was in there in the, at the wide receiver two role, getting shitloads of targets. He's going to be getting CB one every week. He's he, it's different. Everything's different this year. Yeah, that, he's at nine still, obviously, but uh, I I think I think he's going to flourish. Um, but I just want to see him in that role a little bit more. So why the fuck were you making that face? Because you said he was getting wide receiver two. He was wide receiver one last year. Well, yeah, he was uh, stat-wise, but he wasn't in the position of wide receiver one. He was. I'll move on to my number 10 quickly because you already mentioned him as well. Debo Samuel at number 10. It's new QB. Trey Lance is there. Um, I don't know how much of it was truth or not that Debo didn't want as many snaps at running back. That was a big thing for him why he requested a trade, but then he came out and said he didn't really care as much about it. He just wants to win. So who who knows? Who who really knows? But I expect him to get some stats running backs, but not as much as before. Um, and then, I mean, we, we just got to wait and see how Trey Lance is. I'm personally a Trey Lance believer, but I've he's been up and down training camp according to uh, people out there. So I expect this season for him to be a bit up and down itself. So I, I see Debo being a guy who has five points one week and 25 the next week. I think that's the kind of season you might get from him. But, I mean, just based off last season, based off the way he is when he gets the ball in his hands, I think that you have to have him at, in the top 10 where I have him at 10. Yeah, and I'll get my 10 done quick too. Mike Evans, the guy you already talked about. Um, basically, all you have to say for him is he's the number one receiver on Tom Brady's offense. That's all you need. King of consistency. Um, and with Gronk gone, I think he gets a, even a higher target share in the red zone, which is already a, amazingly high for him. Um, Gronk was a big target share in the red zone for Tom Brady his whole career. I think it just helps Mike Evans even more. Uh, Tom Brady's number one target. He's automatically a top 10 uh, fantasy receiver. So we have the same top five, just a different order, and the same six through 10, just a different order. Mm. Um, so let's go to number 11. Um, I got... My boy, Michael Pittman, at number 11. Uh, Michael Pittman is going, is number one receiver in Indy. Indy was top 10 offense last year, then got an upgrade at QB. And Matt Ryan is known for force-feeding his number one receiver. Back when he had Roddy White, Roddy White was force-fed. Julio Jones, Julio Jones was force-fed. And even, like, I mean, Kyle Pitts last year was force-fed a lot. Like, he gives his number one target a shitload of, of targets. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even when you look back at training camp, I know at one point through a couple practices, Michael Pittman led the team. And I mean, this is 11 on 11 and 7 on 7, but he led the team in those periods with 24 targets. The next highest guy was uh, tied for 11 targets. So he's already given him a lot of targets. I expect him to have a big season off of it. The only thing is uh, Matt Ryan-led offenses have struggled to get their number one guy's uh, touchdowns. So that's the one concern that I possibly have. But, I mean, Michael Pittman is just going to get force-fed a lot. And last year, we didn't get to see the opportunity for him to uh, get yards of the catch, which he was really good at his rookie year and also kind of known for coming out of college. I just think he's going to have a big opportunity for that this year with Wacker QB. Uh, yeah. Um, my number 11 is Michael Pittman, surprisingly. And, and did, didn't you laugh when, when I said that? I heard a laugh when I said that. Oh, no, 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 no. I was laughing because you had the same thing as me. All right, all right. I, I knew what my list was. I'm not confused in here. Uh, I wrote down for him. is a clear-cut number one wide receiver in that offense, and he finally has a quarterback that can help him do what he does best, go deep. He'll be a deep threat. He'll finally be a deep threat. Carson Wentz won't underthrow him. 
Uh, I agree with you. Michael Pittman should be an absolute fucking stud this year. And not to mention the amazing camp I've heard he's having. Yep. Um, number 12, I have a wide receiver 214. Um, I have oh. T. Higgins. Fuck. I have T. Higgins. Um, T. Higgins is someone who I think was I think a lot of people really underrate how good T. Higgins is. Like he was really good last year, and I mean, a very very good offense. I, I personally think uh, stat wise, the Bengals got the best offense in the NFL this year, uh, like yardage wise. I just think that they're going to be really good. T. Higgins is going to have another season with over a thousand yards. He might even be more of a red zone touch than Jamar Chase. Uh, so he might get a lot more touchdowns. I, I'm just really high on T. Higgins. It's kind of scary. Like, this is uh, number 12, so in a 12-team league, this is kind of considered a wide receiver one for me, and he's the wide receiver two on his own team. But, yeah. I mean, I just really like T. Higgins. I really liked him out of the draft. It's not the fastest guy, but, man, he's really good. He is very good. Uh, at my number 12, I have another wide receiver, too, for a team. Jalen Waddle. Um, oh, get out of here, bro. I have a lot lower. A lot lower. All right. Well, I'm just – point blank period, this is all I'm going to say. He, same thing with Tyreek. He's going to have the ball in his hands. He just will. He's going to have the ball in his hands, and I know he's behind Tyreek fucking Hill, who's getting paid $30 million, but he Jalen Waddle is just going to get the ball in his hands. He already has the chemistry with Tua Tunga by Loa. Um, I, I, I could see, I'm not going to say he's going to be crazy, but I could see the same output as last year. Not necessarily 106 catches, but – uh, a little less catches with more yards. I really feel like he's going to stretch the field a little more with Tyreek there. Uh, so I have him at my number 12. Um, and considering we are uh, – my 13 is a player that you already talked about. I have T. Higgins, wide receiver two for the Bengals. Um, I, everything you said is what I had written down for him. The guy is a stud. I love T. Higgins. Uh, and in an electric offense that goes downfield and forces the ball downfield, T. Higgins will be a star, uh, undoubtedly. But I do agree with you. It is scary. Having a wide receiver two on a team, your wide receiver one, uh, it, it's not something you'd necessarily want. So having Jalen Waddle or T. Higgins at your wide receiver one spot for a fantasy league is definitely scary. But I feel like they're both guys that will get you the points you need. Just go back to Jalen Waddle thing. I mean, if you said you think he's got about the same stats last year, maybe less receptions, is that less receptions. wide receiver 12? That's not going to be wide receiver twelve. It's, uh, it, it's pretty close. He was very, very consistent towards like the mid ten year. He was very consistent. He consistent, was getting touches. But, he was getting 106 catches over 16 games. Yeah, but I don't think that's that's a wide receiver twelve stat line. That I'm seems pretty sure. It's, I'm pretty sure it's close around there. I don't think so, but I'll I'll move on. Um, you just said number twelve. You you said Higgins. I, I, said, 13, I right? said my thirteen for Higgins. Yes. Yeah, my number thirteen is. I, I'm a bit on the fence with this one. The next couple people kind of be interchangeable, but number thirteen, I have Deontay Johnson. He got paid this past off season, and I think he's going to be a, a good uh, short um, a short um, what's right short route receiver for his QB, whether it's Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to be kind of a safety ball for him. I think they'll scheme up a lot of stuff for Deontay Johnson to get him running, and I think that he's going to get a lot of targets, obviously. Like like I basically said, new QB, so it's hard to tell what's going to be, especially since we don't know how good Steelers' offense is going to be this year. But I just expect him, as number one receiver on that team, to just get a lot of targets like he usually does. I'm hoping that that stays the same, and if that's the case, I think he's in for another big year. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I could see it. Uh, you that was your thirteen, correct? Yeah. Hold up. Say that. Say the name again. Where, where I want to see where I had him ranked because I want to write the name number next to him. I had Deontay Johnson at thirteen. Holy shit! I did not think that's the player you said. <laughs> that's crazy. All right. Um, and I'll just jump to my number fourteen since it's like you're writing some stuff down. Yeah. Uh, my number fourteen, I have scary Terry McLaurin. Uh, Terry McLaurin is an absolute monster. The only thing is, he's never had a QB. And I'm not necessarily saying he has a great QB now, but it's definitely by far the best QB he's ever had in his career. Uh, Carson Wentz is very talented. He might be inconsistent, but he's very talented. And he's going to be able to give Terry McLaurin some deep shots. And Terry McLaurin is, he just gets the ball. He finds a way to do God's work with the ball in his hands. Like this guy is a borderline top 10 receiver that doesn't get talked about enough and just give him like, is this just a decent QB? He's finding a decent QB. And I just think that he's going to have a lot of potential because Carson Wentz can get the ball into the area and Tim Clark can do the rest. He can do the rest. He doesn't need a perfectly thrown ball. Like this guy is an absolute stud. And just the fact that he has a decent QB, just, just decent is going to be just gonna pay huge dividends for him fancy. Yeah, um I'm just gonna say this right now. You're not gonna like my list at all. I I, I just want to say this right that's, now. That's fine. These were in a fancy league together. I don't want you to take and these it's okay. Guys. But uh I'm just gonna say where I have those two guys, those last two guys you said uh, said ranked. I'm not gonna talk about them. We'll talk about them when we get to them. Uh I have <laughs> I have Deontay Johnson at 23. And I have Terry McLaurin at 20. So, all right, we'll get into number 14. And we'll talk about why when we get there. Uh, 14, I have Mike Williams, a uh, guy you know I love. Uh, he's just going to – I love that Chargers offense. I'm all in on it. So, anybody there, especially the deep threat, the known deep threat for that team, uh, that's just a player I'm taking the risk on it as the 14th uh, receiver taken. Oh, um, go and start with number 15. My number 15. Uh, this one's a little weird. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, this one I could be wrong, but I, this is a player I love personally. Brandon Cooks. Uh, I do love Brandon Cooks a lot. Uh, he had he had averaged seven targets with Davis Mills last year in each game, which is nothing amazing. But he is the deep threat, and he is the clear cut wide receiver one on a on a very bad team that's going to be playing from behind a lot. So I feel like Brandon Cooks is just going to be the guy that's going to be safely getting you 12 points a game at minimum. And if he gets a touchdown, it could be 20 points a game. Um, there's no ceiling for Brandon Cooks. And the fact that they're going to be playing from behind a lot really m- makes his value for me go up a lot. I like Brandon Cooks. Not where you have him, but I like Brandon Cooks. But okay. I wouldn't be happy if he's wide receiver two. Like, I'd want him as a wide receiver three. What? Uh, well, if he's my wide receiver two, it's just he doesn't have <laughs> the ceiling that other guys have. But I'll talk about him when I get to him. Okay. Um, number 15 is A.J. Brown. Uh, he it's someone who I think is going to finish a lot higher than minus year 15 or a lot lower, but lower. I mean, he's got the talent. We know he has the talent. The offense is a bit iffy in my opinion. I don't know how much I like the, um, not, I don't know how much I like the fancy fit, uh, because I don't think he's going to get the opportunities, uh, schemed up for him. Like he did in Tennessee, but I think he's going to get a lot of deep shots in this offense, which he's good at. It's just that in a PPR setting, like kind of how we're going PPR setting, I don't know if it's going to be the most beneficial for him because I don't know if it's going to get like a crazy amount of receptions per game. 
but just give give the ball to him. Just give him a deep shot. He's going to come down with it most of the time. Absolutely, extremely talented. It's going to make Philly's passing offense a lot better. And I mean, I think you just got to take the potential with AJ Brown uh, as at fifteen. Yeah, I agree with you. What you said though, he's either going to be way higher than he's drafted at, or he's going to be way lower. I'm leaning towards lower, but AJ Brown, it's not nothing to do with his talent. It's just I fucking hate that Jalen Hurts doesn't really push the ball down the field. Um, at least to the level that I'd like for AJ Brown, because he is a deep threat. Uh, Jalen Hurts isn't a bad uh, deep thrower, but it's more to the sidelines. He can't throw across the middle. Exactly. Rodgers that AJ Brown was getting at Tennessee, like Tannehill isn't the best. Um, he might even be worse Jalen Hurts, but it, as an overall QB, but he was really good in the play action. He was really good throwing across the middle. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was. Jalen Hurts is kind of a complete opposite in that sense. All right, and that was your number fifteen or sixteen? Fifteen. All right, go ahead and get to your 16. Uh, who's your 15? My 15 was Brandon Cook. Oh, that's right. Uh, my 16, this this shouldn't be high. This honestly should be low. I probably should have this guy higher, but this is very high for a lot of people. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is wow. Stud. Michael Thomas is an absolute stud. He honestly should probably be in my top 10, if I'm being honest, because he's a stud. We just haven't seen this guy play in two years, and that's the only reason he's going this slow. Michael Thomas is a stud. He's the number one receiver still in New Orleans. James Winston isn't isn't a terrible QB. He's not great. He's not terrible. He's going to be the centerpiece of that offense. And if he has 1,300 yards and 100 receptions and eight touchdowns, we're all going to be like, why did we not expect him to do this? Because Michael Thomas is still a stud. Like, he should not be going as low as he is. He should really be higher on my list. But the fact he hasn't played two years is why he is a slow. Yeah, that's why I have him not on my list at all. It's nothing to do with his talent. Michael Thomas is a great player, but you can't make those eyes. You can't be drafting Michael Thomas, a guy that was questionable in training camp already. I, I'm sorry, I'm just he's injury prone to the fucking brim. I'm not taking him at the at the average draft position of wide receiver 16. I'm not. I'm just not doing it. It's not happening. So at my 16, and you're gonna fucking hate my list, dude. You are gonna hate because we're not even in the same realm. Okay, 16. I have Allen Robinson. He's my 17. He's my 17. Okay, okay. So, Allen Robinson, love it. And it's all – and I I swear to God, I would have him hired if Matthew Stafford didn't have that elbow thing. I love Allen Robinson. I made a whole TikTok on it. I think he could be a league savior. I think he could be a steal, the steal of the draft. I would not be surprised if he finished top 10 in receivers. He's just in an elite offense behind Cooper Cup, who's going to have a target on his back, and he's one of the best route runners in the league. And he seems to be fully healthy. He's proven that he's a wide receiver one on a lot of other teams. Now he's coming to be the wide receiver two on a very elite offense. I'm so excited for Allen Robinson. And I think that Allen Robinson will win people leagues this year. Allen Robinson's going to be a stud. I mean, yeah. there's just a concern because we did see him just have an awful year last year. Obviously, there's a lot of factors to that. Yeah. But we did see yeah. him like a non-injury related fall last year. But this is the type of guy that you – take a chance on just the talent you've seen before and you try to get great value off of it. The elbow is a bit of concern, uh, but the wide receiver two always eats in the Rams offense, uh, just like the wide receiver one does. So I do think Al Robinson is going to be very productive this year. Um, and I, I, I had him a little higher. I mean, I, I moved Michael Thomas up a little bit uh, from my had him yesterday just because like he has to be higher. But Al Robinson is, is very good. He, he could be a potential top 10 guy. I mean, all these guys could be potentially higher. You really don't know how the season's going to go, obviously. 
but because you don't know how targets going to be shared, you don't know touchdowns, you don't know injuries. But Allen Robinson is in a perfect spot in that offense uh, as long as everybody's healthy. Yeah, um, we agree on Allen Robinson. Since that was your 17, I'm going to go into my 17. My 17 was Cortland Sutton. Um, he is a risk, and I want to make that very clear. He is an absolute risk, but he is the number one receiver option. I don't care if you think Jerry Judy is. He's not. He's the number one receiver option on Russell Wilson's offense. You can't ignore that, and he's an elite deep threat when he's healthy. So Cortland Sutton, I think he's going to be a guy that's uh, not drafted very high per se, but definitely going to be one of those guys that's slept on, and you're going to look back in your draft saying, maybe I should have went him over this guy. You know, you always look back at the draft, man. Fuck, I should have gone Sutton over whatsoever. You always make a bad pick. I think that's going to be the guy. I feel like he's not going to be a top five wide receiver or even have the chance of being that. But I feel like he's going to be the guy where you're saying, shit, I shouldn't have passed on him. He was very consistent. Um, and he's definitely going to be a great wide receiver, too. I agree with you. That's why I don't know. 18. Uh, hey, Sun. man, we're getting something yeah. here. Corlton Sun is a very good wide receiver. And I mean, he's got Russell Wilson throwing the ball. Russell Wilson's going to give him a bunch of deep shots like he did with Tyler Lockett, like he did with DK Metcalf. And I think Sun's going to eat. Now, this, this offense will probably be a bit run heavy. So you got to obviously hope that Sun does get the targets. But I mean, I'm really not scared of Judy. I know a lot of people are high on Judy. I'm really not the highest on Judy. There's no one else that's really scaring me on that offense to take targets away from him. So I think Sun really is in for a big year. Now, don't get me wrong, he could be an absolute bust of a pick i really just don't see i see that maybe at 10 percent. i think he's really gonna boom i think he's gonna be very good uh he's gonna probably get somewhere from eight to ten touchdowns this year in my opinion i think 1200 yards is reasonable i think he's gonna be in for a really big year uh yeah um so i'm just gonna get my 18 done aj brown um don't like the role he's in i'm scared of his production from what he's coming from uh so i, I want to make it very clear he's not here for his talent Talents all obviously way higher than that. Uh, I just I'm very scared of the role. Um, I also I'm, 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 I have history of not being very high on AJ Brown. I'm just not. Uh, the fact that he's going round three, early round four, blows my fucking mind. But um, yeah, we already talked about it. I'm just scared of his role in that Eagles offense. To be completely honest, I don't think he's going to be getting the ball um, as he should be getting the ball. Yeah, and then my number nineteen. I have a wide receiver too. Again, uh, this time it is Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin looks like he's as long as he's still healthy to start the year, which it, from all accounts looks like he is. Chris Godwin was very good last year, very good as the, really the number three receiving target on that team. And Tony Brown was more targeted. Same with Mike Evans, uh, but Chris Godwin before his injury was really good, and a number like. Like a number one receiver and number two receiver is going to eat in Tom Brady offense. As long as Godwin's cleared, I expect another big season for Chris Godwin. No, I I hear what you're saying. Uh, the reason why Chris Godwin is not on my list, uh, he is in my honorable mentions. Just listen, I, I agree with you, Chris Godwin. I loved him last year, king of consistency. It's just you have to realize he tore his ACL in the fucking playoffs last year, and he's already pushing what was back. That well, yeah, when was it? It was, uh, I'll tell you right now. Oh, I'm fucking thinking of Odell, but still. He tore, he, he tore it late week, in the week season. 15. Week 15. 15. He tore it late in the season, and he's already going to be back week one. Uh, that scares me. That just seems like they're pushing shit. And every time that yeah. happens, he seems That's like. That's not months. It's not with recovery. That's not months. 
Wow. I heard I heard he wasn't supposed to play till week five early early end of end of fantasy. I don't know. I mean, he's been practicing, which I mean, about now it's about eight months. But I mean, week fifteen, I want to say that's early to middle December. Um, so early to middle September would be nine months. ACL recovery. Oh yeah, well that's two months into the fucking season. So I was right. It, middle September is not too much. You said December. December, right there. Yeah, you got hurt in December. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you. Okay, I thought you said uh, nine months would be in December. Okay. But I, I, I'm just scared that the, the injuries uh, – so that's why I didn't have him on my list. It's just a, it's a risk. But, yeah, I agree with you. If he's playing healthy, he's 100% top 20 receiver fantasy, no doubt. He's a safe and he's a fun player to have on, on your fantasy team because he's consistent. Uh, just the injuries are the reason why I don't have him on my list. My number 19 is DJ Moore. Um, and my next two picks, I'll, I'll go over both of them because they're kind of in the same boat for me. Uh, I already talked about it, 20, Terry McLaurin. Um, they're both quarterback proof. They're both amazing talents. They're both probably top 12 talents based off their talent. It's just we have Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz throwing them the ball. And, and it's uh, it's not it sucks because it's not based off their talent. It's just based off what the fuck they have thrown to them. And I also want to put that DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin are both very consistent and quarterback proof. So imagine having these guys with amazing quarterbacks. They'd be amazing fantasy receivers. I just I'm so scared of the quarterback rooms for both of those teams. And that's why I have DJ Moore. Uh, I mean, DJ Moore 19 is fair for him. Uh, but Terry McLaurin is very low on my list, 20, because of his quarterback play. Nothing to do with his skill. Like, I agree with you. Terry McLaurin is very fucking talented. It's just I'm scared of Carson Wentz. Uh, well, I'll get to my next two next two real quick. Um, actually, I'll get to my next three. I know that's kind of going far, but all these guys are even named. Uh, number 20 off Mike Williams. Mike Williams is – Going to get a lot of touchdowns, a lot of deep threats. I'm just kind of concerned with the amount of receptions he's going to get in this offense. Facility uh, is going to be very high, but number two receiver Justin Herbert is going to be good. He's also a bit inconsistent from week to week. Uh, 21 DJ Moore. Um, it is an upgrade at QB with Baker Mayfield, and they think he's had. Who was your 19? Uh, right, Godwin. Okay, okay. Yeah, but 21 DJ Moore. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of receptions either. A lot of times you see him have like four receptions, 80 yards. Or so doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, he he's got the talent. He's just never had the QB play. Baker Mayfield is an upgrade. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the system isn't great. Well, I see how the QB play looks. Just someone you're really betting on the upside uh, for. And then my 22 is Brandon Cooks. He's just a consistent guy. Uh, just not a lot of upside with Brandon Cooks, but you hope they can get maybe seven for 70 or something like that. It's 14 points. And I mean, you look at like how I see his wipes here three. So a lot of upside, um, but I mean, he's just got a safe floor. Yeah. So you went all the way to twenty two, correct? Yeah. So I'm going to be naming two guys. My twenty one and twenty two uh, have not been named yet. So I'll do twenty one first. I have Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Uh, he's going to be in that wide receiver one role with Arizona until D Hop comes back week seven, um, and he already has chemistry built with Kyler Murray. Uh, he obviously wanted to get traded to the Cardinals, and he succeeded succeeded in that. Um, and he and and even when D Hop comes back, he's gonna enter that Christian Kirk role. And I think he's better than Christian Kirk, head over heels, in my opinion. Um, I, I just think he's gonna flourish with Kyler Murray there. I, I think he's gonna consistently uh, be a deep threat, which is always what you want. I, the best thing is looking at fantasy having one player have zero point five points looking back, and he's at eighteen because he has an eighty yard touchdown. And he's got that capability to him. 
and at the average draft position of 20, uh, the 21st wide receiver taken and, and on your list way deeper than that, uh, you can't go wrong with that. I think the value is there um, for uh, a, a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, and you cannot complain with having him at that role. Um, and my what? next one, what? I was going to say Hollywood, Hollywood because he's not on my list. Um, oh. Hollywood, um, I mean, when the playoffs come around, he's going to be back to the wide receiver two role. We know he's inconsistent with the Saiyans. He's more of a deep, deep threat guy. I mean, I'm looking at the playoff-wise. I don't think the upside is going to be there when the playoffs are here. So it, he kind of worries me. But I just want to throw that in there with him. I hear you, but I just feel like he has chemistry there. I feel like he's going to be uh, – Kyler Murray stretches the field. I'm cool with it. I, I like Marquise Brown a lot. Um, and it, Kyler has a better arm than Lamar. Fuck what you say. He does. And uh, I think Marquise Brown's going to be fine in Arizona. Uh, my number 22 is Gabriel Davis. Uh, it's 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 purely based off the way he played last year, um, and I'm not going to be the one that's going to be drafting him in the fifth round. But he is. You have to remember he is the number two receiver in a top three explosive offense. There's nothing you can take away from that. And if he, if it's a, and I, what I wrote for him is he could be a high risk at his average draft position, but he could also be a big boom if he if he comes out playing this year like he finished last year, he's going to be one of the seals of the draft. So this pick is a high risk but high reward. So I, I I just I like those high risk high reward players. Um, it's probably why I don't win much leagues. But Gabriel Davis is going to be a stud. I think I think he's not he's not going to go out and drop four touchdowns week one. It's not going to happen. But he I think he's going to be in a high powered offense. He's going to get target share. Uh, I really like Gabriel Davis this year. I don't have him on my list, but I mean I would pick him unless he's my flex in fantasy draft. Like I'm not picking him until I have three receivers. I just he he is a bit of a Projection guy, I I do really like Abel Davis and the upside he does bring. Um, number twenty three, I have Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown is very talented. I really like uh, coming into this year. Uh, the potential that he has, especially when James Williams gets there, when he brings a deep threat, I think that the offense is going to scheme around Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown should be the clear cut number one receiver. DJ Chark is also another deep threat, so Amon Ross St. Brown I think is going to get force fed a lot of receptions. A lot of short intermediate routes with Jared Goff. I and mean, Jared Goff can get you the ball. I mean, he's not nothing crazy, Jared Goff, but we do know that if the offense is schemed up right, he, he can get his receivers the ball and in space. So I think Alvin Ross is going to be someone who has – I mean, I pretty much have him as a low wide receiver two, high wide receiver three. I think that's a perfect range for him for the potential upside he could bring. That's fair. That's a guy I had on my honorable mentions, but very close. I almost put him in my top 25. I like Monroe. Um, my number 23 is a player we already talked about, so I'll go over quick. Deontay Johnson um, has nothing to do with him. I wrote down he is a top 15 receiver based off skill. Uh, it just seems like every time he gets hit, he goes down. And I know it's never serious injuries, but <laughs> I feel like every time I put on a Steelers game, he gets hit on the slant and he goes, it lays down for 20 seconds. He just scares me. And at, at bottom, bottom line, I don't know who's throwing him the ball this year. I don't. And I also think Pickens and Claypool are going to have better years. Uh, Pickens, obviously a rookie. But I think Claypool's going to have a better year, and I think Pickens is going to have a big role in that offense off rip. So uh, that's why I have him down here. Uh, based off skill, he is a top 15 wide receiver. It's just he's made a glass, and I don't know who's throwing him the ball. Uh, number 24, I'll go through quick because you mentioned him a long time ago. 24. Uh, Waddle, uh, 24. Holy shit. Jalen Waddle, there's a big question mark at QB. Uh, he's going to be in a different scheme to offense. He's not going to get as many receptions as he did last year. I think he'll get a similar amount of yards 
as it did last year, but also he's not a red zone threat. There's just not, I mean, there's upside there with his yards to catch, but there's not a lot of, um, what's the right word? You, there's not a lot to predict off of because he's now wide receiver two in that offense. It's hard to see the upsides wide receiver one when he's going to be next to a Tyree kill. So I have him at 24, which is low in wide receiver two, which I think is the right spot for us, low in wide receiver two. I'm glad I'm in your league. I'm ready for this, but we'll see who's we'll see who's wrong at the end of the year because one of us is gonna be really wrong and one of us can be really right. So I heard uh, that when you said Tua was the top twelve phase QB. Okay, Zach. All right, number twenty four is Amari Cooper. Not not a favorite. Uh, I just think Amari Cooper skill wise when he's playing, he's a top ten talent wise route running, catching everything, deep threat, short threat. He's a fucking threat. Uh, receiver he's a receiver a great he's a great receiver uh i know he's gonna have jacoby Brissett the first 11 weeks which is bullshit we're not gonna talk about it but i think he what i have down for him is he's going to be a savior considering that watson will be back week 13 uh playoff start around then i think he's gonna be a savior and i think he's gonna be fairly consistent i'm not saying he's gonna drop 30 points he fairly he can uh there's not really anybody there taking his targets besides besides uh, dpj um, and your guy, David Bell, which I'm not high on at all. Um, but Amari Cooper is going to be in his own role. He's going to get his targets. He gets paid like a wide receiver one. He's going to get targeted like wide receiver one when they have to throw it, even though I think they're going to be running the ball a shit ton. Um, I just feel like he's in a land of his own. And I feel like that at, at that average draft position of 24, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I had him as my 25, but that's how I moved him down just because of the Brissett, uh, Brissett thing. Um, Brissett doesn't really feed his wide receiver ones very well. Uh, but I mean, I'm right. Cooper is a big talent, but my number 25 is Darnell Mooney. He's number one receiver. The only receiver in Chicago. I'm not high on Justin Fields, but Darnell Mooney can make some plays and he's really the only hope for that offense. So for the Bears' sake, I'd hope he gets a lot of targets like he could see well over 100 targets this year. He should see well over 100 targets. So I think that he's someone who, I mean, I think he could be a safe player. I think he's going to be someone who's going to be relied upon a lot in that offense. All right. Well, I had him as my honorable mention, so he's there. It's just like that fucking offense sucks. And I agree with you. There's nobody to take his targets. But my number 25 is another player on that team, and it's not Mooney. It is Velas Jones. I'm just fucking I'll fuck with you. with you. <laughs> Uh, my 25 is, uh, I'm going to make this very short and sweet. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, reasoning behind it. He's wide receiver one for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Not much needed to be said. I'll take the risk at that average draft position. Yeah, I mean, Juju was like my next guy. Juju, I absolutely love, especially where it's going. My only thing is, I expect Juju to be the wide receiver one. But there's four guys that, like, could get, well, Kelsey will be the wide receiver one, technically. Yes. Right? But... Yeah. Juju, Valdez Gantling, uh, Miko Hartman. Gantling is so ass, dude. Uh, Hartman, even though I don't really think so much factor in Sky Moore, all those guys could just potentially what have a Hartman here there. He, he had a small injury. It was, it was, it was um, small. I, okay. It was small. I forget exactly what it was, but it was a small injury. But I think any of those guys could be the big guy any given week. I do think Juju's going to be very good, but just without that clarity until I see it, 
it's what kind of pulls me back. But he could be a league winner, an absolute league winner. He could be a league winner because I, I, I could just, I can't see him going under thirteen as a wide receiver one for the fucking Chiefs. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And they don't really have a, don't really have an RB one, a consistent one. So they're going to be chucking that bitch twenty four seven. And Juju's listed as a wide receiver one. You got to take that risk at average draft position. Uh, <laughs> my honorable mentions. I had. I'm going to name the ones you had on your list uh, first. Mooney, Godwin, Thomas were all my honorable mentions. And my other guys with them, DK, has no fucking quarterback, but skill-wise, he should be. He was, like, what, top 10 last year? Uh, DK, Judy, I just think Sutton's going to be over him. Uh, Ayuk, I think, is going to be way better than he was last year, hopefully, because they're wasting him. Um, Drake London is a sleeper. Uh, I just wanted to add a rookie in here. Uh, Adam Thielen is a touchdown machine in a high-powered offense um, with the number one receiver next to him. So I always like that wide receiver two next to him. Robert Woods is a absolute sleeper. He's getting drafted in round nine, round 10, and he's wide receiver one of the Titans running without a brace. Now looking to uh, looking fully healthy. And my other guy, my last guy is Deandre Hopkins. He's suspended the first six weeks, but after that, where does, where, where would you put D hop? If he was playing the full season, when he comes back, where would you have D hop at ranked receiver wise? Parts off 15. There you go. Value right there. Six weeks. It's not, it's not, it's not, the full season it's six weeks I, I feel like that's worth the risk you want to take him at round seven round eight why not sit on him for six weeks you have yourself a wide receiver a low wide receiver one high high wide receiver two i think basically everyone that i was going to name your named on honorable mentions so i'm not going to rename those guys but a couple other guys that i i do like um i do like uh, i'm trying to remember who you didn't name but i i kind of mentioned them earlier kind of run for he could be very good flex wide receiver three for you. He's going to get a lot of targets yeah. in that offense, I believe. I don't think you mentioned Alan Lazard. I mean, he looks like the wide receiver one for an Aaron Rodgers led offense. So he's going to get a lot of usage. Troy uh, Myers could be a pretty late sleeper. There's not really a lot of wide receiver clarity there, but he does have some chemistry with Mac Jones. So even though that offense has some question marks, it's the wide receiver one for. Uh, doing an offense that probably will score at a top half of the league rate. And then I like Chase Claypool this year. And I'd also watch Elijah Moore. As long as Zach Wilson does come back fairly early, even though Flacco and Fernandez good camp, I'm not really buying that too much. Elijah Moore had a stretch last year, like a five-week stretch that he was the second-best receiver in fantasy. So Elijah Moore could definitely uh, build off that, especially now that he has another receiver, Garrett Wilson, across from him. And I think he could be very good. And then one last person, DJ Chark. I've heard he's had a pretty good camp. Uh, yeah. We've seen his talent before. Uh, so I want to throw him in there as well. I like that pick, DJ Chark. I've been seeing a lot from him. Deep threat for Jared Goff. Love that. Uh, give me – give me. Uh, what, is, what is your stance on Drake London? I like him. Obviously, he's got the injury, so I don't really know the update on that. But it's kind of my thing with Kyle Pitts, why I had him rank so low. I mean, it's very Yoda. Expected. I, I, I don't have a lot of expectations for the offense. Probably one of the worst in the NFL. Um, I, I personally like Drake London the talent, but it's hard for me to really put a projection on him. That's fair enough. I just wanted to hear what your stance was on him. All right. All right. Is that it? You got anything? That's all I got. All right. That's all you got. So I'm going to pull a Uno reverse card on you. Oh, fuck. So instead oh, of fuck. you asking me any questions, I've got oh, some for you. I thought I was going to try to sneak by this week without some. So, uh, this is an NBA-related thing. This is a uh, who'd you rather. So, you know, these are always going to be fun. NBA so, would you rather? 
Who do you rather? All right, let's go. So, we're going to start off hot. You ready? It's going to be rapid fire, so you give me an answer like that. Let's go. All right, Yoko Trey Embiid. Embiid. Trey or Jaw? Trey. Brandon Ingram or Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown. Robert Williams or Jared Allen? Robert Williams. Darius Garland or LaMelo? LaMelo. Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero. Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero, rank them? Yeah. Tyler Hero, one. Tyrese Maxey, two. Jordan Poole, three. Halliburton or Cade? Ooh, Cade. Scotty or Mobley? Scotty. Van Fleet or DeJounte? DeJounte. Ant or Spider? Ant. Shea or Jamal Murray? I know Jamal Murray hasn't played in a while, but... I'm going to go with Shea injuries. Shea? All right. That's all I got for that. And that's I think I killed that. that. I'm, not, I'm not thinking of any, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I think I killed that shit. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. I will seek something on him instead of him seeing something on me. I hope you guys did enjoy. Uh, we got uh, about a week or two left. We got to get some predictions in, some playoff and uh, award sure. predictions soon. So maybe that's the next time you guys see us. Uh, on that note, I hope you guys did, did enjoy. If you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure you guys go ahead, follow, like, subscribe. I follow, subscribe, same thing. But if you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys go ahead, uh, follow, and leave a five-star rating. Uh, greatly appreciate it. And on that note, we will catch you guys later. See you guys.